But there were like three or four times where this Ryanair uh, 737 just rushed along me. I'm sitting in my Astia at 1,300 meters and 300 meters below it was... This is Soaring the Sky, a glider pilot's podcast. Coming to you from the Mid-Atlantic region here in the United States and bringing you great soaring content from glider pilots all over the globe. We now join Chuck and our guest pilot. Thank you, Michelle, and thank you, Soaring Community, for joining us today for another soaring adventure. Recently, the first ever FAI Esports Virtual Sailplane World Grand Prix took place. Exciting stuff, and today we are honored and privileged to have the winner and first ever Virtual Grand Prix champion of that race, Ben Fest, joins us. Ben joins us from Germany. He started flying sailplanes virtually before even ever getting into the real cockpit of a sailplane. In our conversation today, Ben shares how virtual soaring helped his real flying and tells us some stories and experiences he has had soaring and how he got involved into this awesome first ever esports sailplane event. Now, some of you have already had the heads up on our guest because you are one of our Patreon pilots. Thank you for that. One of the perks, since you help us out financially here on the podcast, if you would like to help us out, you can go to patreon.com slash Soaring the Sky, or of course, you can hit the link in the show notes. And if you don't want to use Patreon, but you'd still like to help us out, you can go to SoaringTheSky.com, where we give you some other options there, of course, as well. And of course, we are also very thankful to all of our great sponsors here Wings and Wheels has been serving the soaring and sport aviation community for over 30 years. They hands down have the largest and most comprehensive inventory of sailplane and soaring supplies in North America, and they ship globally. Nearly everything you'll find on their site is in stock and ready for same-day shipping. Wings and Wheels is the exclusive American representative for HPH sailplanes. Be sure to check out the Twin Shark, their latest launch. The team has thousands of hours of flying experience in gliders and airplanes, staffed by Adam, Kelly, Julie, and Sean. A friendly voice will answer when you call or email them. Check them out at wingsandwheels.com. Ben Fest, welcome to the show. And first off, let me congratulate you for winning the world's first ever FAI-sanctioned sailplane, virtual sailplane event, esports event. You are now part of history, man. That's pretty cool. Oh, Chuck, yeah, thank you very much. I'm totally happy to be with you here, or you invited me to your little show. So thank you for having me and looking forward to a nice, let me say, one hour or something. We don't know yet. All right, we're just going to have some fun. And also, it's pretty cool because as part of the winning, that Just Soaring Simrig is on the way, I heard. Oh, yeah, uh, Mitch uh, did, a, did a great job as a, or, or offered one of his uh, babies, I would say. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's and I'm I'm really looking forward to 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 get it here and uh, to build it up and have a have a seat in it. Uh, you're gonna have a blast. That's awesome. Did uh, Did you try it already? Sorry. I didn't, but uh, I'm looking forward to trying trying it myself. So you're gonna have to let me know. Yeah, I will send some pictures or something then. Oh, awesome. So before we get into the interview here, you know, I always like to start off asking guests how their aviation journey began and what or who inspired them along the way. So, Ben, how did things get started for you? Yeah, well, that's, a, that's some, some kind of difficult question. You know, I, I always have been kind of an aviation enthusiast. So my, my parents haven't had any, any aviation background or something. I, it just came 
came from on my own, you know. And uh, yeah, then we did a lot of time. So that so basically, when we flew into the on holidays or something, the best thing for me was always the flight and the returning flight, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so we we just yeah, it it just just came along. I don't know why or how, but uh, aviation was always my 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 kind of my kind of biggest hobby and. And then I suddenly decided, okay, where can I start flying? And I saw all the gliders at my, uh, where I started or where I grew up and saw the gliders up in the sky and thought, okay, when I'm getting 14, I definitely need to start real life flying. And uh, so I did. So you first time you got in the cockpit, then of a glider when you were 14? It was, was it a, a little bit earlier? I started with uh, 13 and a half. So you were able to start in Germany with uh, 14, but with a special permission, you could start half a year or one year earlier with 13. Nowadays, it's something different, but back the days, it was like that. And then I jumped into the cockpit and yeah, did my first solo flight with uh, 14 years. That's quite some time ago now, 11 years ago. So yeah, but I, I, I really looking back to, to that time starting uh, real life flying. Yeah, you were like all of us. Once we got in that cockpit of the sailplane, we were done, right? We had to do it again. Yeah, I was, I, I was hooked. You know, <laughs> I was. I definitely yeah. need to continue that. And yeah. So Ben, can you tell the listeners a little bit about your Condor setup and what you have there? <clears throat> I read somewhere that you only use a VR headset when you're doing online racing. So I guess that means that maybe you use the native flight computer PDA inside of the Condor for all your racing. And maybe you could talk a little bit about how you have the buttons assigned on your joystick. Yeah. That, yeah. Or unless that's top secret and you'd have to kill me if you told me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, uh, that's no problem. We can, we can talk about that a little bit. You know, I started gliding with a real life gliding with 13 and a half. And I think I started uh, condor flying half a year or one year earlier. So maybe around 2008. Oh, nice. And, uh, I put put a lot of hours after that into into Condor and yeah my my setup grew as well you know I started with just one joystick and then bought some rudder pedals throughout the time and then bought another joystick and all this kind of stuff you know <laughs> the setup grew I I joined the joined the beta team from Condor some I think 3 or 4 years ago now and we needed some guys to test the VR so got glasses and uh, tested VR for Condor then and from then on I wasn't able to or I, I'm, I'm totally happy with with the glasses and it is such a big difference to fly Condor with VR uh, of course it has some 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 bad things about it because I can't see like a, a third party thing like Ixi saw or something I just need to use the what Condor gives me and that's the PDA from Condor and uh some people that's that's bad but for me it's like okay i'm used to it i know what to do yeah i was going to say some of the condor pilots prefer to have that external monitor and the ir head tracking so they can look at the physical maps or even their own flight computers and running xcsor lk or top hat but those flight computers do indeed have a lot of functionality that the native pda and condor doesn't have almost limitless amount of options and data there and graphs it's interesting that You've been so successful by staying inside the VR headset when so many, you know, they, they use the tracking and the monitors and outside. Yeah, thank you. I, I, 
I always uh, or I get the point that there's uh, a lot of options missing in the in the Condor PDA, but uh, as I already said, it's just I, I'm used to it. You know, I think most of the most of the things that I decide uh, get decided while looking at the briefing and the weather and the map there. So I have a plan inside my head and just need to fly it in Condor then. So that's a big part of about the preparation of the race. And then you don't need these computer things anymore because you have this plan in your head and you know, I follow it or make a little bit different decision. Then it sometimes works, sometimes doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Well, it turned out great for you this time. That's awesome. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> One of the questions, you know, we often ask soaring pilots is what is your favorite type of bird to follow and lift? But you know, that got us thinking, does Condor have soaring birds in the simulator? I don't even remember seeing them. Do you have dust devils on the ground? Any of that stuff going on in Condor? Well, sadly, there isn't anything like that in uh, Condor. You just have to watch at the clouds forming or despiting. And uh, yeah, I, I really would like to see these kind of, of things you can see in the real life. For example, if I fly in real life, often I see buzzards being a low level around the airfield and I just fly there and get, get like a nice steady lift out of the airport, you know. And if you are in high altitude, my favorite bird to, to circle with is like a stork, you know. Oh, <laughs> very cool. They look so great. And it's, 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 I just said, oh, I, I had like three or four flights with, uh, with storks thermaling beside me and they look so, I don't know, beautiful and funny <laughs> at the <laughs> same time. <laughs> and it really is a lot of fun uh, circling with them. But uh, yeah, sadly, we doesn't have anything like that in Condor. Maybe that's something for version three. I, I, I remember we thought about that for version two as well. But yeah, as you get animals or something, it's, you can model it, but uh, is it the thing we need to focus for Condor, you know? <laughs> right. Well, maybe in the future, they'll they'll throw some of, their, some of those in there. That would be very cool. Yeah. Our longtime sponsor of the show, the Soaring Academy, is engaged in nonprofit outreach work with local area veterans and also with young people for the STEM programs at their top-notch glider port facility just outside of Los Angeles, nestled near the north side of the San Gabriel Mountains. They also have a fantastic flight school and are continuing to turn out great glider pilots every month. If you like to donate to their nonprofit initiatives or learn more about their flight school, go to soaringacademy.org or check them out on Instagram at Soaring Academy. For glider pilots maybe not familiar with Condor, can you describe briefly how the weather works inside of a racing environment? Is it similar to the real sailplane race? Mm, uh, yeah, that's that's a big point on a big question. We can talk a lot about that like for hours, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, for anyone who doesn't know uh, how Condor weather works, you know, it's like you have static weather that's really important. It's the, the whole day, it's the same weather. So for the whole of the map, there's no changes or anything like that. And... Uh, what you set up is like you set up first the wind direction, then you set up like a thermal activity and a thermal setting, like how much activity should be in flatlands, how much activity should be in the mountains, how much lift should you get, like it's it's weak or is it uh, very good, something like that. And you can set up like a little bit of cloud streets and all this stuff and the thermal width. Then, then in Condor 2, they came up with a wave system. 
that's something very interesting and hard thing to program i think <laughs> but uh, with all these things you can play and set up if you want like a very weak weather in condor or you can set up a very bombastic weather in condor and i think it's the most fun to find the perfect balance in between to get like a good or a fun race for you where it's a bit challenging but uh that that it's not that easy as some task for the for for like for example with the sail playing grand prix we just flew we had like or the, the guys who set up the task they try to reproduce the real life weather as good as it can get with the static weather you know yeah they did an awesome job for example at the first racing day we had like the same or nearly exactly the same uh, average speed as the guys in real life and i think that shows that it's it's comparable but as i said it's static weather for all of the map and there's still something missing for this fully real life experience in uh, weather wise yeah it's definitely getting better but it, it's kind of cool that you can set up the weather how you like it and and it's great for training but yeah and inter interact as far as more real life how the how the weather is sometimes constantly changing on us while we're in the air but i'm sure they'll get better than that speaking of what are some things that you think condor could do from the software side or that hardware providers and sim rig builders like just soaring could do from the hardware side to maybe enhance the realism of flying a virtual glider whether that's like dynamic weather that we we're talking about on the condor side or some way to maybe simulate the feel of a bump, maybe a thermal or turbulence on the hardware side, things like that. What do you think they could do? Yeah, we talked about that already a bit. And I think the weather is something that needs to be approved a lot or needs to think, thought about a lot. And uh, that should be a key point for Condor version 3, which have been announced during the Sailplane Grand Prix. And uh, yeah, so software side, we definitely need to look for that like uh, convergence i don't know changing weather different kind of lifts above the snow line and all these kind of stuff you know it's so uh, so hard to model that or put it into a software that's a lot a lot of work to do but if you look at the hardware side i think uh, just soaring and mitch what he's doing or providing with his new simric pro <laughs> um that's that's something uh, that needs to get into the condor community you know for us it's always you have like these rudder puzzles and your force feedback stick and that's it and you sit in front of your normal pc with nothing else around you <laughs> that's something uh, that that needs to get into the into the condor community so right. you know for zim racing you have all these kind of uh, full motion seats or something and it's it's really nice to have them and it's a lot of or makes a lot of difference for sim races and i think it makes a lot of difference for gliding pilots as well as you have like a flap lever or a brake lever and a gear control thing uh, that makes makes a lot of difference and uh, i think gets you a real better feeling sitting in a real plane of course uh the just sawing rick is uh, not uh, on a motion platform that's something that is oh oh future wise you know it's <laughs> way far in the future <laughs> right well i know you're pretty excited to get your hands on that sim pro from just soaring but it sounds like 
definitely you'll be one of the first in the world to get your hands on it, which is pretty cool. But personally, I think it's pretty cool those guys posted up a big prize like that for the Grand Prix. I mean, it's great for the sport when sponsors try to really juice the prizes and make things interesting. Yeah, definitely. In in, in terms of esport things, it was the first time that you can uh, that you were able to win something with Condor. You know, you never had the chance before. We were just flying the races on our own and everybody was happy with their own results and things like that. But uh, this time it was something different that there were prizes um, for flying Condor. You know, that's nothing we are used to and me neither <laughs> so I'm, i'm i'm really looking forward to uh to get my hands on 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 the simric pro and uh, i think it's interesting for mitchell as well to see how it how it feels for like a uh, for kind of condor guys <laughs> and uh yeah exactly so i can give them get your feedback on what Yeah, exactly. I can give a lot of feedback for him. I prepared a small, small place here inside my small flat in Mainz, and <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to build nice. it up if it's <laughs> arriving. It's if it's arrived. Uh, yeah, that that's going to be very cool. Okay, so I have one more Condor question, Ben. Being both a real sailplane and the virtual sailplane pilot, do you think that during a long off season of flying Condor, that it's possible for bad habits to form, or for example? site pictures or profiles that may be different in condor from the real world or do you mostly think it's very positive thing to fly condor as a student learning or even a seasoned pilot in the off season there's so many old school pilots out there that just poo poo the idea of using a computer <laughs> to fly a sailplane yeah i i definitely see the point <laughs> Um, <laughs> you know, it, I think it's always really, really important for everybody out there to separate the real life from flying in Condor. You know, it's the most important thing. Even you are doing like the same thing, like flying a glider. But remember, like safety is a bigger part in real life. You always have to think about a plan B, C, D, E, F, G, <laughs> for example. And you yeah. can't just go for these condor moments like, okay, I just go over that pass. It's enough. Yes, yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, so you definitely need to separate these two worlds, I think. But I think condor gives you or still lets you feel what it's about while flying. You know, it's about decision making and all this kind of stuff, especially for, for glider racing and, uh, You, you still get th good through the winter. You know, you can, you can fly with your friends, talk about the summer or something, talk about the winter as well. <laughs> But uh, it's, yeah, exactly. it's like these community vibes and these fun to fly and just do it. And you can compete with others all around the world. And that's so much fun to do, not only during the winter times, but of course it... Uh, You are home and uh, it's dark outside. So what else could you do than flying Condor? <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah, but but I think there won't be any bad habits as long as you separate these worlds from real life flying and Condor. So just just do it and you are happy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I always look forward to the winter months. A few of us get together and fly Condor. It's so much fun just chatting chatting with your friends while you're flying in the Alps or wherever you choose to fly. It's pretty cool. Okay, Ben, so finally, now shifting to the real glider world. 
quite popular these days, of course, are YouTubes like Pure Glide, for example, where a CFI looks at a video of an accident or almost accident and gives some commentary about it that we can learn from. In your own glider flying, have you or anyone close to you had a real sketchy or scary experience? And if yes, could you describe it for us and what we might be able to learn from that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like these uh, videos where you can, well, that we are, you were talking about. So it's very interesting and everybody can learn from it. And uh, I remember a story back from uh, Wesel where I started gliding. You know, we had to build up the gliders out of the trailer every day. So we rigged them up and uh, we had a Jeans Astia CS. <laughs> and uh, yeah build it up and uh, do the pre-flight check and all this kind of stuff and rolled over to the start and everything was okay so as we were flight students always a flight instructor has to check the plane before before the first uh, takeoff and uh, he checked the plane went around everything fine got to the elevator and we said like uh, up yeah okay and down up and down and there was no response in the elevator so the hotelier connection wasn't corrected correctly but it was as we checked it it worked totally fine but as we checked it in front of the or just before five minutes before the first start it wasn't connected and i really don't want to think about what would happen if we started this glider without a working elevator oh, so yeah. that's crazy that was that was a really really moment where I thought, okay, always go for this all kind of checks and do them with open eyes and maybe do them with four eyes better than two or one eye. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, so it's really important to have these kind of con kind of pre-flight checks and that you keep in mind it's your life that's connected to the glider and with the, with the material. And that's something different to Condor as well, as we talked about that you doesn't don't need to check your glider it's always working you know so in real yeah. life it's 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 your life absolutely just soaring the makers of the glider sim pro sailplane simulator cockpit would like to congratulate german pilot ben fest for his recent victory in the first ever fai sanctioned aviation esports event in history the sailplane world grand prix which Ben won after several days of exciting competition against some of the top Condor soaring pilots from around the world. If you are looking for a best-in-class dedicated sailplane simulator cockpit for Condor or Microsoft Flight Sim, look no further than the Just Soaring Glider Sim Pro. Check them out at JustSoaring.com or at Just.Soaring on Instagram. If you look back over all the years, and I know it's hard to pick just one, but if you had to pick just one flight... Which one stands out as the most memorable? Maybe you could share that with our listeners. Mm, oh yeah, that's you know no, there have been quite quite a, a few flights, not many cross country flights as I did my license quite late. But after I got my license, I did one flight, uh, a, a normal flight here from Langfeld where I, I fly, and uh, I did like not not really racing, but. I flew with uh, two Discus two from the Aero Club NRV, so so good pilots and good planes. And I flew in the Discus one with them, like I think 150 kilometers together, and uh, we rushed along a cloud street uh, with uh, three gliders at the same altitude, and that was like one of the best moments I think so far. 
just just you know rushing along with these oh, two nice. guys they seeing them close together flying in formation and doing having just some fun on a free flight cross country flight you know and uh, you know I, I i really like these moments where you would just fly straight and it's not going down <laughs> you fly like 50 kilometers yeah. without one circle and still has have uh, like 1800 meters below the cloud base ah, so these are the greatest days i think i've i've uh, or one of the greatest moments i had so far that was uh, really really fun nice ben can you tell the listeners about the glider port you fly out of most often is it pavement grass dirt winch tow planes how many members any special airspace around it all of that yeah i i already said it's like a it's it's langenfeld or it's lsg Erbslö. it's between dusseldorf and cologne it's surrounded by all all, all kind of airspace you know oh, <laughs> there's well, not yeah. much not much free flying you have this like sector that's 10 kilometers or something and you need to fly out of that into the Sauerland or into the Eiffel and that's our area where we can do like cross-country flying it's quite a small small airfield it's just for for gliding and for tow tow planes as well but we often or, or normally use the winch and it's just a grass airfield uh, within I think uh, on the one side it's more or less a forest or field thing and on the other side there's a small small town called uh, Solingen that's the airfield there's really nothing special about it I would say <laughs> uh, despite the the air spaces from Düsseldorf airport and Cologne airport so you need to be careful there yeah that makes it kind of interesting you got to be definitely be aware of what's going on all the time yeah yeah definitely so we have the sector and it's 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 okay so i but i got used to uh, flying above airliners in wesel there was wow. the, <laughs> there was the final final glide for for Weze. that's a little international or international airport it's a small small airport where Ryanair flew a lot from they had like 12 or 15 departures during the day and landings and uh, there at the beginning where the where this uh Weze airport grew a bit they don't had a tmc or something transponder monetary zone they had nothing and they just were at uh, feet three thousand feet, and I was like uh, at five thousand feet, wow. circling, and there was a seven three seven just rushing by oh, right below man. me. You know that was something. If you think about that today, it's like what the fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> why nobody said stop? You know, <laughs> but there were like three or four times where this Ryanair seven three seven just rushed along me i'm sitting in my astia at 1300 meters oh, and goodness. 300 meters below it was <laughs> rushing rushing along so that's something very interesting oh, if you weren't awake you were then <laughs> <It right? was. laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you need to need your eyes open and that's definitely something important in real life oh, yeah wow always have your eyes yeah. open amen oh. to that so speaking of yeah <laughs> <laughs> so bucket list what locations on your bucket list that you'd like to soar maybe someday and why oh yeah i i, I only uh had the chance to fly in langfeld and wesel and maybe some some gliding holidays in ulm uh south germany and some days in the east of germany in perleberg <laughs> 
so but it always was uh, like flatland and always my dream or my bucket list is to fly within ridges within the alps maybe like san oban you know one part of the price of this year's grand prix was i get a flight at uh, san oban with one of the french federation pilots with an arcos in in this area and they invited me to come oh, along nice. and have this flight so that's definitely such a such a big prize for me you know it always is my dream to fly at riches you're gonna have to tell us about that when you experience that yeah definitely so that's that's something new to me and as i as i started gliding it was always my dream to get there and to fly along some riches and see what it is to be in the wave at i don't know five thousand meters or something right <laughs> so that's something i'm really looking forward to and it can be a lot of fun i think so oh that's gonna be awesome that's great so if money was no object what sailplane would you buy and why yeah that's a good question i thought about that quite some time now <laughs> right <laughs> but but i think uh i think it's you know it's a german german champiot ventus 3m uh, so self-launching ventus 3 that's a 80 meter class glider with awesome good looking shape and all this kind of stuff great cockpit thing uh, and yeah. it's a, an awesome awesome glider with a good good uh good results or good good flying and you know if with a with a self-launching glider you're kind of independent and that's something helpful while gliding on your own you know it's not it's, you have to be in a club or somewhere to start you know but oh definitely you can go Absolutely. to Bar and say i i'm here can i glide with you <laughs> so, you know that's that's the independence i want to have if there wouldn't be any money at all <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a very nice glider. Is there a particular mentor figure or instructor in your soaring history that maybe particular stands out? Maybe you can share some thoughts there. Yeah, I, I think there's not no no real guys I I got to use during my career. I have like a few guys in in my club who are very talented uh, glider pilots and uh, they do some some kind of racing and i think you can learn a lot of them but uh, there was not this kind of one person that uh, taught me all his kind of things maybe i i just experienced them on my own <laughs> as, I, as I, I like to fly on my own in the glider so i'm a single pilot flying guy <laughs> and I, I think you can learn the most of experiencing your right your own way of gliding you know absolutely is there anybody else maybe at your home club or someone you've raced against or flown with or family that you'd like to give a shout out <laughs> yeah yeah of course uh my family who supported me very much during my years with this aviation enthusiasm <laughs> right <laughs> and i thought about like uh thanks to the sailplane grand prix organizers or the virtual sailplane grand prix organizers to having the chance or to connect us to, for example that i have the chance to be here with you and talk about all this kind of stuff so i'm happy very happy that it made uh, this kind of circles around the world that's that's very great and uh yeah i'm really looking forward to the next winter to fly with uh, 
with a just sawing rig with my my German Condor team CG. <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> and uh, have have a lot lot of a lot of fun flying through the virtual air again. And of course, I will be back and at the LSG Absolu in May for real life gliding as I move to Cologne then, and uh, so I, I can get back into the real air and uh, fly gliders again next summer. So I'm really looking forward to get back there. Oh, very cool. Aerox, the number one in portable and engineered aviation oxygen systems, your source for FAA-approved oxygen masks and portable oxygen systems, and now introducing the Aerox Pro 2 Plus Flight Bag portable oxygen system. Small, lightweight, and simple to use, the Pro 2 Plus is perfect for the occasional user who wants the flexibility to access higher altitudes without worry about flying impaired. Now available at Aerox Distributors and at Aerox.com. So remember, our friends at Aerox, engineered for aviators. All right, Ben, it is time for our lightning round. Yeah, I'm totally ready. All right, don't worry. These are just short, quick, all right? And then we'll move on to the next one, and you could always pass if you want to pass on one. So we'll have some fun here. Here we go, all right? Yes. If you need to pee during a Condor race, you use a P2 pee bag, adult diaper or a Gatorade bottle yeah well I lose I use a real toilet you know you can push autopilot and condor so I uh, push autopilot and <laughs> run to the toilet and run back and so I hope the plane is still flying <laughs> <laughs> okay a related question and be totally honest here have you ever drank a beer wine or other adult beverage while virtual racing on condor be honest now, Ben. You're amongst friends, all right? Yeah, really, to be honest, I do not drink alcohol at all. So that's that's a bad question at all. Uh, but okay. if I have a good day, you know, I drink a cold chocolate while flying. And otherwise, I stick nice. to water or some sort of juice. That's okay. <laughs> uh, very cool. Very cool. If you're using VR in Condor and other pilots are just using a monitor with pan buttons... Are they in danger to you in a gaggle since they can't see around so easily as you and other VR pilots? Uh, well, yeah, you can't see in Condor who's using VR and who's not. So just like in real life, expect everything and fly safe. What percent of pilots in the SGP this year do you think are using VR? All of them? Half of them? Do you know? Mm, I think it was like around one third of them, so quite a lot. Okay, yeah. yeah. Virtual sound on or off in sync? On. I want to know everything. Definitely on. Nice. What's your favorite type of lift to fly in? Ridge, thermals, convergence, or wave? Yeah, well, in real life, I only had the chance to use uh, convergence or thermals, but I predict and I think I most like ridge flying. Nice. I like the ridge flying myself. Very cool. Bucket hat, cap, bandana, or stocking cap? Oh, that's a bucket hat. I'm still using the same one from what I, where I started gliding. So that's the oh, same nice. one. For, wow, that's very cool. For the beginning. <laughs> right? <laughs> a, a lot of luck in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you wearing when you do condor racing again? Now, be honest here. Fully nude? Underwear only, <laughs> sweatpants and a top, or gorilla costume from the last Halloween. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know, I'm using a ski suit, so it's very warm and feels like a real glider. No, I'm kidding. You know, I just use my daily outfit. 
Just, just normal outfit, nothing special there. Except oh, for the sail playing Rompuy, we got a t-shirt and I used that for the week. That's the same for as the bucket hat. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, spoilers on turn to final, open or closed? Oh, that's hard. Uh, I would really say closed because if you do a proper landing circuit, you know, you should, yeah. should not need them in the turn. But if it's necessary, you can always use them in the turn as well. But use them wisely. Last time you looked at the compass. <laughs> I, uh, I think that's the practical SPL examination. I don't know. <laughs> but I think some time ago, as I said, haven't been sitting in the glider for some time as well. So I don't know, seriously. <laughs> okay. Which PDA screen in Condor do you look at the most while racing and why? Oh, uh, that's the moving map and the final glide computer. These are the two I look the most because, you know, I need to know where I am and how much altitude I need for final glide. Favorite single instrument in your real-world glider? Oh, I would say speed is everything. So speed is safety, and that's the speed indicator. Yep. Who is a glider pilot that you don't personally know, but you know of them or have seen them race or read their book and look up to as a master of their craft. Yeah, I, I think the most recent ones are Sebastian Cava and uh, Super Mario. You know me as a German person, I support Super Mario always. <laughs> and <Right. laughs> it was fun seeing them racing. But yeah, all of them have their own are their own master of this kind of craft. Absolutely. So Ben, what's the coolest or most interesting soaring related YouTube you've seen lately? Oh, interesting as well. I think the most interesting about gliding is the LSV Flachkurbler. It's a German guy who flies a lot through the Alps and does a, a lot of uh, after-race talk about his flights through the Alps. You can learn a lot quite there. But uh, for kind of kind of coolest thing, that's where the videos from uh, Baleka, the guy from Britain who did a lot of, of videos, gliding videos, Rest in peace, my friend. <laughs> and uh, one of my favorites yep. gliding videos is the flying, uh, flying decues, something like that. Gliding season 2015. That's a French French video. Not very popular, but I think you need to need to have a look at there. Yeah, definitely check that out. So Ben, do you think you'll win the next Grand Prix next year? <laughs> oh yeah, the S. There will be a qualifying for it. I think there will be a lot more good pilots coming up but i will try my best and uh, see how far i can get is there one thing just one single thing that you wish you could be improved in condor forgetting about the resources or whatever just a wish list item what would that be uh that would be the overall atmospheric model so we can have real life weather and wind systems all this kind of stuff yeah that would be very cool ben i've had a lot of fun chatting with you thank you so much yeah, Chuck, thank you very much for having me. It was was uh, very, very much fun uh, talking to you and uh, answering all these questions. And uh, I think it was a little bit helpful for gliding pilots who haven't been into Condor yet or Condor pilots who haven't been into real-life gliding yet. And uh, I think a good combination of both is the way to go for everybody. Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to hearing about the sim rig when you get it there from just soaring that is going to be some really cool stuff you're gonna have a blast with that yeah definitely i'm really looking forward to that and i, I will send you a picture of it me sitting in it 
with my ski suit, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ben, you have a good one. That's like I said, it's been awesome. It's it's been a lot of fun. I, I really greatly appreciate you coming on the show here and sharing your experience with the listeners. And congratulations again on the first virtual sailplane Grand Prix championship there. That is very cool. Yeah, thank you very much, Chuck. I'm, I'm totally happy that we had the chance to, or that I had the chance to fly there. And yeah, it was a good, good competition. All right, Ben, take care. Thank you, Chuck. Have a nice day, evening, morning, whatever. <laughs> Thanks again, Ben. And thank you all for joining us for another episode here on the podcast. We have had some great guests on the show here. But, you know, in order to continue to do that, we do need to hear from you. Who would you like to hear on the show as a guest pilot? Maybe you just have an interesting story or flight that you want to share. You can do that too. We do have that audio recorder that I've told you about there on the website. You can leave a short story there if you want to share with the community. And there's a pretty good chance you're going to hear it on the podcast. So just go to SoaringTheSky.com and leave us your story. We do have some more new Soaring segments for you next time. So stay tuned for that. Until next time, stay healthy, stay safe, and happy soaring. If you would like to say hi and let us know where you are enjoying the podcast, we would love to hear from you. If you are a glider pilot and want to share your aviation journey, contact us at chuck at soaringthesky.com or send us a message on our website at soaringthesky.com and Chuck will get in touch with you. We hope you join us next time for another soaring adventure here on Soaring the Sky, a glider pilot's podcast. Soaring the Sky is written and produced by Chuck Fulton, co-producer Mitch Thompson. Original music for the podcast was written and produced by Kim Spangler. Graphic design for the podcast was created by Zachary Fulton. Voiceover work was done by Michelle Perez. <laughs>